Hello, it's Dan here. In the Key of Q is on hiatus, but until those new episodes drop, here are clips from the Patreon-exclusive feed, plus other treats from the main episode, to keep you occupied. This week, we revisit Paul Andrews. This is an episode in our Songs to Save from Armageddon series, in which our wonderful guests select five songs to save from the end of the world. Enjoy. Hello and welcome back to this bonus Patreon episode where we welcome back Paul Andrews all the way from New York. Hi. I'm back. Uh, are you actually in, you're in Manhattan? Um, no, I'm in Long Island. Uh, I used to live in Manhattan. I work in Manhattan or before COVID, I worked in Manhattan, but I'm on Long Island now. Lovely. Give my love to Long Island. <laughs> now, I'm sorry to report to you, Paul, that the Armageddon is approaching. You might have felt like that was happening anyway mm -hmm. over the past four years. <laughs> so Armageddon is approaching and you can only rescue five songs. Oh, what would they, what would your five songs be, Paul? Okay, so I'm, I'm assuming that I can rescue a piano for Armageddon so I can play my standards, my Burt Bacharach stuff, and I can get away with that, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Are, okay, I'm, so these are recordings. Burt Bacharach um, is a fantastic choice as well. Oh, he's, oh, oh. there's too much to choose from him. There are yeah. too many songs. Um, okay, I first song I would choose is After the Love Has Gone by uh, Earth, Wind & Fire. That, uh, for me, it's one of those all-time classic songs um, where it's the best of everything, the best performance, production, arrangement, the the song has all these uh, interesting key changes, and uh, the melody just moves everywhere, and it it makes you feel a certain something when you hear it. Uh, so that definitely has to be one of those songs. Fantastic, good choice. And what about your next one? Okay, this is a little odd. Um, it's "Fascination" by Donna Summer. I'm saying it's odd because it's probably not one of her well-known songs. But uh, I need to hear Donna Summer's voice. Um, for me, she has one of the most special and unique voices ever. Um, and I was devastated when she died. Uh, but um, I'm picking Fascination because it's not, it's not a typical song. Um, it, it meant something to me a long time ago. And as far as the song goes, I love that dreamy quality, that... Um, those again, interesting chord changes. The harmonies are really interesting in the chorus, um, and of course, her delivery. So that's my second song. For you, Paul, what 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 would you define as an interesting chord change as a musician? What what does that mean to somebody like me? Um, so usually, pop songs are based within the same key, where you're you're probably used to hearing certain chord changes, and without knowing music theory, you know, oh, these chords go these chords uh, go together but sometimes when chords go out of the key and it's something where i call it the when you lift your eyebrow like oh that was different um that's that's what i like because so many songs are based on the same chord progressions i love when songs go outside of that and play with different keys and how melodies land on chords different ways and that's that's how i enjoy music 
Beautiful. I know the Pet Shop Boys do some fantastic oh, yeah. progressions of some of their stuff. Yeah, they're the, they're one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah, make the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. <laughs> now the clouds are rolling in. The fiery clouds are getting darker and darker. So, uh, what's the third track you're going to pull? Okay, so because I like to maximize options, um, I am going to. This next song is combining the best of two separate artists into one. Had a hard time. Uh, the song was between Advice for the Young at Heart, for Tears for Fears, and Rhythm of Life by uh, Olita Adams. And I had to go with Olita, Rhythm of Life. Um, I'm picking that because I need to hear her voice, just like Donna. Um, she has one of those special voices. Seen her in concert at least five or six times. Um, just incredible performer. Uh, I, I understand why Tears for Fears used her for their Seeds of Love album. She just brought something special to it. So, uh, so did Nikki Holland, and Nikki Holland co-wrote this song with Roland uh, Orzabal. So for me, that gives the flavor of the Tears for Fears, as that aspect, into this song. So I'm getting that and the Alita part together, if that makes sense. <laughs> You're getting the most out of your book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and this song has one of the best middle eight sections in a song, even though it's six measures, it's why we call it middle eight, but it's just an incredible middle eight section. Fantastic. And for, for those of you listening, of course, all of Paul's songs for Armageddon are on a special Spotify playlist, which we'll put a link to in the show notes. And that link will also include in the playlist the songs of Paul's that we've played in the main podcast. Now, Paul, how about your fourth song as the finale approaches? <laughs> Okay, maybe it's it's the right title for the song. It's called Help Me. <laughs> it's uh it's the Joni Mitchell Help Me, but this is the Katie Lang version. Again, I'm maximizing my choice here. Um just from the Joni Mitchell perspective, it's I just love the song. I love how adventurous she is uh with her chords and her rhythms and the way her melody moves against these unusual chord changes. Again, those chord changes that I'm talking about. Um, but I'm picking the Katie Lang version because again, Katie's voice is so special that I had to, I had to keep it with me. Um, that's why, again, there can be great songs, but a recording is something that you can't get when you play a, a song, but to yourself on the piano. Mm -hmm. uh, and, for me, hearing Katie Lang's voice is just that special that I would need to hear it. Her voice is, is absolutely stunning. I think it's probably, to me, it's up there with Karen Carpenter. It just has this, mm -hmm. I, it's, it, it kind of defies adjectives, really. And her version of Secret Love, which is used uh, on the closing credits of the film, The Celluloid Closet, I think is one of the most stunning pieces of recording ever and i'm gutted that it has never received a commercial release it's just beautiful so i could really see why you'd want katie lang's voice oh yeah just i i i have my own katie lang playlist and i play it all the time it's just so she's just incredible beautiful and your final final track please paul okay so sometimes you love songs for the meaning or the lyric, you know, how you feel about it. Sometimes uh, you like a song for how catchy it is, you know, the way the chords go and the melody. 
Um, and sometimes, like with Katie, for the performance, what we were talking about. Um, but I'm picking this next song because of the experience you have when you listen to it. And it's uh, Slave to the Rhythm by Grace Jones. Ooh, fantastic. Yeah. It's one of those uh, songs that it just, you you get immersed in in that sound. And there's so many different parts to it. It's Trevor Horn and... Uh, Steve Lipson, R Richard Niles with his arrangement is, and her performance. It's it's an experience. So I I want to I want to keep on listening to that experience. Absolutely brilliant. Those those sound like the good five songs to take with you towards the end of all things. And that's for <laughs> next week. There are different five. <laughs> <songs>. <laughs> well, none of us will be around next week. So that's, oh yeah, that, oh that's well. Fine. Now, Paul, to round off the podcast, I ask our musicians to suggest a gateway song that will allow listeners who aren't that familiar with your catalogue to become very seduced and trapped into it. What track would you suggest they listen to? I would, I would suggest the song over and over. Um, it's not a Madonna remake. It's a <laughs> I was about to say, when I first saw that, I did wonder. I was like, has he done a cover of that? Like a Virgin track? <laughs> well, a lot of people thought I covered Roxy Music with the Avalon. And I'm like, no, it's a different song, you know. Um, so, uh, yeah, I would pick over and over. It's one of the slower songs that starts wrapping up the album. I think, lyrically, it's not a deep concept that, of the whole finding yourself that we were talking about, but it's about a relationship that ended and me trying to convince myself that it hasn't, but I know it has. Um, but it's, it's accessible because it has more of a uh, standard structure. It's like that blue eyed soul, but with dreamy, trippy elements on it. Um, it's melodic. You, so you can sing along to it. Um, yeah, I think that's a good uh, gateway song. Andrews, musician, husband, remixer to the stars. Thank you so much for coming <laughs> to join us here on In the Key of Q. It's been lovely to have you. Sure. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Our opening music is by Paul E. Nidu at unstoppablemonsters.com. Remember to check out the show notes for a link to the Spotify playlist and support the pod at patreon.com slash in the key of Q. There's all sorts of exclusive bonus content there. Join the pod on social media and do please rate and review. It really helps. Many thanks to Kachin Kanta and Murray Lang for their help on this episode. 
I'm Dan Hall, recording at Public Media Consultancy, and this is In the Key of Q. See you next Tuesday. It's over, it's over now.